Jeez, this movie sucks. Oh, how could you say that? I gotta get my balls broken too. I'm not gonna break your balls. I tell you to go home and get your shine box. Oh, uh, Randy, you break my balls. I got on the shade. Break my balls, Randy. Let's get into you. I'm breaking your balls a little bit. That's all. Am I being paranoid or is he busting my balls? <laughs> this guy, stop breaking balls. Let's keep both each other. Break my balls, Chuck. The worst movie ever. And send and sip. It's okay to eat fish. Cause they don't have any feelings. Well, stop the music right there. Cause I'm not a very good singer. That is a song that I fucking love. It's Something in the Way by Nirvana. And, um,. I think they used it a little too much in the Batman. I think they used it in two different trailers, if I recall, and then twice in the movie. And I think that's a a bit excessive. Probably should have... Just once. Once would have been enough. It's a great song, but I feel like it's uh, it's a bit overused. Not just in the Batman. I think it's been in other trailers uh, as well. But, uh, But anyways, yeah. What are you doing here if you haven't listened to my first episode? The Batman... Edgelords and steroids. Go see what that's about. <laughs> but uh, anyways, welcome to Bollock Buster. This is episode two. I am your host, Chase Face. And as I'm sure you can tell by the title of this episode, today's one-star reviews are from Spider-Man No Way Home. Before we dive into these one-star movie reviews, um... I just wanted to take kind of a moment to do a little, uh, I guess, self-reflecting. I um, So I walked away from a full-time job uh, about a month ago. It was maybe a month and a few days ago now. And it, it sounds terrifying. Um, I'm actually, my heart's kind of pounding just thinking about it now. But um, I would like to pursue a career potentially in in just exclusively podcasting. Um, but I don't know how realistic that is, but I I will say this. Um, I have been really craving some sort of means of expressing, um, just ideas and, and feelings and, and things like that. I mean, I've been so, uh, just worn down and, like to the point of exhaustion and and I mean I wasn't really that happy with the type of work that I was doing before I was a restaurant manager and um I I did it for about six years and uh I mean I haven't had a normal schedule in a long time you know I'm I'm used to coming home at you know midnight you know by the time you you lock the doors and then you do an hour and a half sometimes two hours worth of cleaning uh, you know, at the end of the night, and even as a manager, I'm very hands-on, you know, it's not like I'm just telling people what to do, but, um, you know, it's like that at, at some restaurants, you know, the managers are right there pulling out all the heavy equipment, um, right alongside the crew members, and, you know, you're detailing and scrubbing, um, you know, all the commercial equipment you would find in the kitchen and stuff. Um, but, just exhausted. I mean, there was a lot of responsibility, a lot of stress. Um, this is a very fast paced, um, setting that I was in. I mean, you had to have this like constant sense of urgency and, um, 
I just, I didn't feel like I was compensated, you know, properly for the level of stress and the demands that were uh, placed on, on me, you know, I mean, running a whole restaurant, running a whole team of people. And it just, you know, I, I just got to the point where I was sick of putting in all this effort, you know, to be my absolute best, like literally bending over backwards to, you know, just, just to accomplish, you know, someone else's goals, you know, and meet somebody else's demands. And I just feel like now I'm at, I'm at a point in my life, I'm in my thirties, um, where I, I have to work for myself or I have to at least try, you know, I'm just so over, you know, bending over backwards to, to benefit somebody else. You know, I want, I want to see the rewards, you know, for, for my hard work, you know, not somebody else, you know, reap those awards for, you know, something that I've accomplished in the, you know, uh, all of the expectations and goals that are laid out for me. And then the big boss is like, oh, here you go. Here's a 25 cent per hour raise, you know, thanks for your hard work. And it's like, wow, thanks. You're out here making a million dollars a year, dude. And I'm, you know, I'm barely making 30,000 as, (laughs) as a manager that has to run an entire restaurant, dining room, kitchen, managing a team of 10, 12, 13, 14 people sometimes. And, uh, you know, and then plus the work you take home and you, you know, you're doing the scheduling and you have, you know, people texting you all hours of the day, you know, you don't get to live a normal life because you work, you know, into, I mean, you're not coming home until midnight, you know, and because it takes a certain amount of time to unwind, usually a couple hours, I'm not going to bed till, you know, one thirty, two in the morning and then having to get up to take my daughter to school at, you know, seven in the morning. And I mean, just going off of five hours of sleep and oftentimes because of that, I would, you know, like a lazy person, I would get back in bed and of course fall back asleep and not wake back up until, you know, 10 or 11 AM. Um, and it's just, but I mean, there was no way around that schedule or around that lifestyle because, because of the types of hours that I worked, the type of shifts, And, uh, you know, and then I'm constantly, you know, hounded with, uh, you know, group messages and conference calls and the ongoing training and, you know, webinars and everything else that I was expected to, uh, participate in plus taking training home, plus taking team members training home and grading their work and getting them certified. So, I mean, it was just like nonstop work, you know, I mean, I only was, physically at work, maybe 45, 48 hours a week, you know, but then I took another eight to 10 hours worth of work home. I mean, that's in my mind, that's not worth 30,000 a year. I mean, and I barely made 30,000. I mean, it was probably more like 29 and some change, but, um, that's, that's just not a lot for, you know, six, you know, well, I don't want to say 60 hour work weeks, but you know, 50, almost 55, we'll say almost 55 hour work weeks. And, uh, and then not to mention the stress, I mean, just the stress and the expectations were always so high. Nothing was ever good enough. 
And I don't know if you've ever been in a situation like that, but it, uh, all I can recommend is get out of it. <laughs> if you can, if you can look for, I'm not saying the grass is always greener. Sometimes you just have to, you know, tough it out. And, um, and, uh, I don't feel bad for backing out. I feel like I've got excellent work ethic and, you know, I'm somebody that's all about longevity. Like I'm kind of like in that old fashioned mindset, you don't, you don't jump around from job to job every two, three, four years. You know, I think, you know, I think if you're young, you know, if you're in your twenties, yeah, maybe you can look for a new job every few years. Um, but by the time you hit like 30, um, I, I I think you need to, I think you need to set a goal for yourself to try to work wherever it is that you work for at least like 10 years, you know, you've got to build up a, a resume. It's going to look like shit abs. I mean, your work experience, work history is going to look like just absolute trash. If you, uh, jump around from one job to the next. So I don't really advocate for just, you know, always thinking that the grass is, is greener, you know, cause it's not, it's not always, you know, better to, but I think there are circumstances where, you know, a little bit of sacrifice, you know, maybe making a little bit less money is worth the significant increase in happiness or, or a, a significantly better work-life balance. And uh, that's kind of what I'm doing. That's what I'm trying to figure out now. Um, I've never done something that's as scary as this. And... I just, I feel like I have to try, you know, I'm at, like I said, I'm at this point where I'm going to regret it if I don't, you know, I would rather, I think I would rather fail and just say, you know, I, I, you know, Hey, I tried my best, you know, I tried to start my own business. I tried to do my own thing and make my own money for myself, not for somebody else. Um, it's better to, to have tried that and then have it not go quite as well as planned as opposed to never doing anything um, and never making that attempt, you know, to step outside your comfort zone and just do something for yourself. Um, Because then that's a regret that you potentially have to live with the rest of your life. And uh, I'm not cool with that. So, so this is me trying. (laughs) So for whatever it's worth, Um, I love podcasting. It's a great creative outlet. Um, and I like to talk. I talk way too fucking much anyways. So, um, I might as well get some of that out. Um, so I, sorry, we went off on a little bit of a tangent. Um, I know that that's just something I do, but I just had to kind of get that off my chest. And, um, I hope that for anybody that is, is listening, find, find somebody that supports what you want to do, you know, something that makes you happy. And even if it means making, you know, a small sacrifice here and there, um, you need it. And, uh, those of you that are listening, if that's something that you are seeking out, I, even though I don't know you, if you're somebody that's just reaches out to me on social media or something, and you just want to a word of advice, um, you know, maybe just something to maybe help you take that first step. Um, I'll be glad to, uh, you know, to, to chat a little bit. Um, 
about it. Cause I mean, it is terrifying and you know, you got to try to find somebody, hopefully a, maybe even a group of people that, you know, that share that same kind of like willingness and, uh, passion for doing something that makes them happy. And the one thing that I can say for certain is you have to remove yourself from negativity and that's other people's negativity. There's going to be people that, you know, are going to say, well, that's a dumb idea. You shouldn't do that. Or they, you know, they're going to have their own concerns. And some of that may be them kind of projecting their own, you know, what they see in themselves or what they dislike about, you know, maybe past decisions that they've made. Um, you know, maybe they regret, they have their own regrets that they're going to sort of project that on to you. Uh, like in a, a situation where maybe, you know, a family member or a friend, they're probably not that great of a friend if the, if they do this, but um, a family member, you know, that may, they may have been too chicken shit to do, you know, whatever it was that they wanted to, or for whatever reason, you know, they weren't, they just weren't able to, uh, to work that out. And, you know, naturally, they're going to think that because maybe because they couldn't do it, that you can't do it. Uh, so don't let other people bring you down. And I would say really more importantly, don't bring yourself down. Like I spent a couple of weeks debating on whether or not this is even something I should do. And that was a couple of weeks worth of kind of worth of time wasted um, I mean, it wasn't a total waste because I was productive around the house and did a few things and had a had a garage sale and, um, you know, got a bunch of stuff listed on eBay. So so that was, you know, there's enough income from that to kind of compensate for maybe a couple of months worth of me, you know, not having a normal job. But um, a lot of my own hesitations were you know, I sound stupid. What if the name of the podcast, like bollock buster, I mean, is that kind of a dumb name? Like I'm over here (laughs) questioning and doubting myself. Um, you know, does my voice sound stupid? So you, you are going to be your own, uh, toughest critic, but if you are somebody that is, you know, maybe you're a parent, right? Or you're, uh, you know, maybe you're a, a, a teacher or a leader in whatever, you know, surrounded by your own peers, you know, if you are in some sort of a a leadership role, whether it's at work or, you know, like I said, maybe you're just a a parent and you have, um, kids that you have to be the example for, think about what you would tell them, you know, would you say that their ideas are dumb? Would you say, you know, oh, that's not something you should do. That's a waste. You know, you're wasting your time. You know, is that something you want your kids to hear or your students to hear or your, you know, your team or whatever? Like if you're a teacher or a parent or a coach or you're somebody's boss, you know, that's not something you you would say or not something you should say anyways, right? You're, you're there to, you know, help 
build people up and, and lead by example. And, um, you know, be that example for other people. But more importantly, you know, don't set yourself up for failure by polluting your own mind with negativity. And I will say that if you have friends that you think are toxic and negative, tell them to lose the fucking toad. I mean, uh, you got to break away from it. Um, you got to get yourself set up um, for success and, and um, surround yourself by positive, you know, surround yourself with uh, positive influences. Um, but uh, but also those toxic and negative friends, I'd say, uh, you know, stop listening to them right now. And uh, instead, you could listen to this podcast about negative movie reviews <laughs> so that was an interesting segue there I guess um, just kind of spot on <laughs> kind of random uh, too but uh, yeah I don't want to you know drag you down anymore hopefully what I said was you know something that maybe somebody out there needed to hear wanted to hear um if it's uh, helpful in some way or another, I guess. Uh, but anyways, let's uh, get on to some negative movie reviews. Um, I love them. I love making fun of them. You know, I mean, that's that's what this is about. Again, this isn't um, just a show about getting sucked into negativity, and I'm probably not going to, you know, go off on these long, these sort of like long-winded, detailed thoughts about uh you know what people should be doing with their lives um this is just something i want to do i'm not saying you know take take advice follow my footsteps uh you know you do you i mean at the end of the day that's i mean that's what it's about um so and more importantly this is a show um where i just kind of laugh at negativity i look at these one-star reviews where it's just people literally just bashing something to shit. I mean, just absolutely taking something that a lot of times, you know, movies like Spider-Man No Way Home, I mean, this is, I think it's sitting somewhere in the 90, I want to say maybe like 93% or something on Rotten Tomatoes. And there are a lot of people just hating on it, you know? And I'm, I mean, yeah, it has its flaws. We can point out flaws and, I mean, look at uh, like... Um, trying to think of what's the guy's name, Ryan George on, um, on, uh, YouTube. Yeah. I mean, check out, uh, check out that channel, the pitch meeting. Uh, I love it. Um, I've been watching it, I think for, God, I don't know, probably like a year or so, but maybe longer, maybe a little longer than that. But, um, you know, he takes movies that are generally well reviewed and, and, um, you know, there's really not a lot of negative uh, criticism uh, on these movies, but then he, I mean, he just absolutely just tears them down and um, and makes fun of them. And then you start questioning yourself like, wait, I love this movie, but yeah, that was kind of dumb. You know, you start thinking like, well, man, this may, this movie isn't as, as good as I thought. <laughs> so you start to like question yourself. So, I mean, it, it's, but it's all in fun. 
Uh, I mean, I'm not saying I'm by any means I'm like a Ryan George, but hell, uh, I'd love to be the next Ryan George. I mean, I think that dude is a comedic genius, but this is my way of taking something that's fun and something that we all enjoy and then just finding a way to laugh at the negative side of it, basically criticizing the critics and, um, just this is me having a good time doing it Whew, that was a lot to say but um sometimes you just got to get those thoughts out so now i feel like i can get into what the episode is really about and just to kind of reiterate um if you are new to this particular show um this is where i Make fun of uh, one-star movie reviews. And uh, there's kind of an interesting sort of angle to that. This is the... uh, Sounds weird, but this is the internet reading those reviews to me. and, And then me giving my commentary on those reviews. So sometimes um, I might... Uh, run into a review that uh, maybe pisses me off a little bit. Um, and sometimes I just have to interrupt uh, to say something funny. Um, but whatever the case may be is uh, I just know that, you know, these are like my genuine um, thoughts and sort of reactions to these reviews. Um, there's... I mean, sometimes I I lean a little bit more on the side of, you know, trying to defend the movie, even if it's a movie I may not particularly love. You know, it's just kind of me, you know, sort of clashing with the one star review. And sometimes you just got to say what you got to say. So if you're ready, I know I'm sure as hell ready to hear some of these ball busting one star movie reviews. This one-star review, from QMGFQR, is titled, A Soft Reset Movie That Traps Audience With Nostalgia. This movie is like the Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, for Tom Holland's Spider-Man. This movie starts with Peter Parker as his flashy iron spider persona, and ends with, spoiler alert Peter Parker we all know and love, aka, like Toby and Andrews. Okay, hold up. There are plenty more versions of Spider-Man to love other than just Tobey Maguire's and Andrew Garfield's. Um, I, 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 for one, I want to see tons of versions of Spider-Man on the, on the big screen. I think if you're a Spider-Man fan, I think that is so narrow-minded of a comic book fan to just be like, oh, if it's not... You know, if it doesn't, you know, fit the same mold as like, uh, you know, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, then it's then it's garbage. I mean, that's such a what a what a lame, closed minded way of thinking. I mean, there's I mean, there's yeah, we finally got to see Iron Spider. I mean, that's huge. I mean, great job, uh, MCU, for for giving us uh, Iron Spider. Uh, maybe someday we'll get to see, uh, you know, Noir uh, Spider-Man and, 
um, the six arm Spider-Man and, uh, and spider cyborg. And those are just alternate versions of Peter Parker. I mean, think about all of the versions we haven't seen. Um, like, well, we've, I mean, we did get Miles Morales, but I mean, I want a live action version of like Miles Morales and Spider-Man 2099 and uh, Superior Spider-Man where Audio Octavius uh, takes on the role of Spider-Man. I mean, seriously, there's uh, Scarlet Spider and um, there's just so many versions of Spider-Man that we haven't seen. Like, why do we want to keep seeing the same version of Peter Parker. I mean, this shouldn't, shouldn't we all want this? (laughs) Like, this is a good thing to get different versions of Spider-Man. We get to finally see a version of Spider-Man that fights alongside the Avengers. Because if you read any, you know, any comics, any Marvel comics, like at some point you probably ran into a version of Spider-Man where he teamed up, um, and this is something that I think, I mean, obviously, if, if these movies were just left up to Sony, we would never see that because Sony doesn't have access to anything outside of, of those Spider-Man rights. So this is a great thing. Like, why the fuck are we complaining about it? The plot is weak and electro from the amazing Spider-Man 2, who never knew the identity of Spider-Man in first place is just there for fan service and nostalgia. Okay, listen up, shithead. All right, so the spell that was cast was <laughs> was messed up by Spider-Man. So any villain that knew Spider-Man was able to come into this universe looking for Spider-Man. It didn't matter if they knew who Peter Parker was. They didn't have to know who Peter Parker was. They just had to know who Spider-Man was because in the process of Dr. Strange casting the spell Spider-Man said, or Peter Parker said, you know, he just didn't want, he he basically just said something to the effect of anybody that knew who Spider-Man was before, you know, he still wanted them to know. Well, that, that's what messed up the spell. So, I mean, he wasn't just there for nostalgia. I mean, yeah, the whole thing is, you know, partially for the sake of nostalgia, but he wasn't there for no reason. The serious moments get ruined by forced cringe jokes, but otherwise the movie is fun and enjoyable. How many times do I have to fucking say this? If a movie is fun and enjoyable, it doesn't deserve a one-star rating. You could have given it four or five stars. That being said, I am happy that it's a reset movie. Although, with a forced and weak plot but that's understandable, and now we will get to see the true Spider-Man in Tom Holland's next trilogy of 4 through 6. This homecoming trilogy falls weak to the previous two takes but I am hopeful that next trilogy will top the Toby's trilogy in the future now that he would not be assistant to some C-lister. What C-lister? Get the fuck out. CGI on this movie especially on Lizard and Sandman is also crap. They reused scenes from The Amazing Spider-Man and Spider-Man 3. That's really not good and feels like a cheap Powerpuff Girls movie. <laughs> so so the movie is cheap and feels like a Powerpuff Girls story because they reused a few seconds worth of CGI from a couple previous movies? <laughs> really? This one-star review from Oliver Fishburne 92251 is titled, Bad, No Big Wheel. 
what the shit? No big wheel? I mean, okay. I'm not opposed to having uh, Jackson... Is that his name? Jackson Wheel, a.k.a. Big Wheel, <laughs> as a villain in a Spider-Man movie at some point. But you're rating it one star because it doesn't have Big Wheel in it? That's not even that good of a villain. Are you kidding? I like the Big Wheel as a character because he is in a Big Wheel, as the name suggests, so he lives up to his name, unlike Spider-Man who isn't a man-spider hybrid. <laughs> what the hell kind of logic? I mean, there is a, a version in the comics of uh, a spider that was bitten by a radioactive man. Um, is that the man-spider hybrid that you're looking for? Oh, wow, you are coming up with some deep cuts. Just kick that dumbass review to the curb on to the next one. This one-star review from Adjusumililikith is titled, They Ruined the Spider-Man Franchise. Story can't be more lame. I can list a dozen things wrong with this movie but there are only very few good things. The story is plain stupid. Doctor Strange, he got all these mad powers, but in this movie he was kinda like a dummy. Fight scenes were very few. It's just one fight at the end. No sir, that is incorrect. That was too dark and lame. They got all these legendary characters into one single movie but it was a waste. The movie stretches with no story, humor or action. The fuck you mean no action? So Spider-Man didn't save people on a bridge or fight Doc Ock on the bridge? He didn't fight Electro? He didn't capture uh, all the villains and then bring them to Happy's apartment and then have a big fight scene in that destroyed the apartment and... Uh, and killed Aunt May in the process. I mean, did you miss all of that? I've been a huge Spider-Man fan since I was a kid. I don't like what Marvel is doing with the new Spider-Man. There's no sense of responsibility. He always needs a babysitter like Iron Man or Doctor Strange. Nope, that's incorrect. In Homecoming, Iron Man took away his advanced suit and then he had to fight the villain in the final uh, the final battle, final scene uh without any of the advanced technology and he did it on his own um so if anything iron man actually made made the shit more difficult for him and then in far from home uh spider-man defeat mysterio uh defeated mysterio without the help of uh, another character i mean it was iron man's tech that mysterio was using but it was like basically defeated uh by spider-man's own own plan and his own abilities so i have to call bullshit on you remember the good old days when spider-man used to fight his own battles gets beaten up those epic background scores that pumps your heartbeat billions that made sense now it's all too techy he is fully equipped with iron man gray tech to the level he is not a spider-man anymore I'm sure that there are some true fans out there who feel the same way and thinks The Amazing Spider-Man was the best franchise made till date. Wrong again. There are plenty of Spider-Man fans who actually embrace and enjoy different versions of Spider-Man other than just the basic ass red and blue suit Peter Parker uh, Spider-Man. We <laughs> There's plenty of us out there that have been dying to see iron spider and we're thankful that we got him or at least the original spider-man was dude that was weak go home next review this one star review from calitalamri09984 is titled g g who 
titles a movie review with just G? Like, you're excited? Like, G Willikers? HH causing cold crunch can't SNBS NBS NB cinch good go KSA all KSA so much fun to see your love it love love it love you guys love. I'm I your dad has a good job YEEM the other. Gee willikers what the fuck was that? I love it love love I'm your dad? I don't even understand anything that came <laughs> came out of that review that I'm speechless. I mean obviously you were too. Um, cause none of that shit made sense. Um, <laughs> what? All right. Just remember folks, these are actual reviews. This is not <laughs> edited. This is not, there's no, there, there's no spelling correction. There's none of that. This is just reviews on the internet shared with me by the internet. This one star review from Insane Man is titled The Humanity. Okay, I have a confession. Um, I lied. So this is the very first review that uh, that I'm editing because the first half of this review is literally just a ridiculously long but inaccurate description of what happened in the movie. So... Um, as to not subject you to the torture of having to listen to about five minutes worth of an incorrect synopsis, um, I'm just going to get right into the, uh, the actual complaint of the review. So we had to kind of rework that. So go ahead, Internet, give me the remainder of this review. One of the silliest stories in a superhero movie. The director knocks on the door of the writer and he gives a deadline to the writer to write a story which brings all the supervillains of the Spider-Man series and all the Spider-Men in his next Spider-Man sequel. So the writer does it. He make his desired story and put it in this movie. What a silly idea. What an interesting wrong spell of Doctor Strange. He was trying to scratch some of the memories of the people of the world, but it reforms the Spider-Man supervillains only, nothing matters with the memory errors. I mean, his wrong spell may spoil the people's memories about Spider-Man, not re-welcoming the supervillains only. What a coincidence. This type of coincidence only happens in Bollywood. Whoa. Said this only happens in Bollywood. This is... <laughs> Look at you on your high horse. Uh, What the fuck does that even mean? Like, you got something against Indian or Hindi speaking people i mean what the fuck is that about over here trashing all of bollywood because uh because you don't like a spider-man movie <laughs> okay i mean if you're racist just say so ned's spell doesn't bring the last the most recent and the most relevant spider-man but the older ones the older Spider-Men come to the world of 2021 but they both were not very surprised by entering through the fire circles. They become familiar with Ned and MJ very quickly. The older Spider-Men recall their tragedies and become emotional. If they come from their present universe, so how do the villains come from the past universe? Oh Jesus Christ, okay if your tiny brain can't comprehend what is happening in this movie, you don't get to write a review. It's just simple as that. If you don't understand, don't write a review. It's not the movie's fault that you're fucking stupid. Um, 
I mean, okay, first of all, yes, the Spider-Man, okay, they come from their present because they have not died. Uh, The other villains uh, have died or supposedly were about to die. So there is no present for them because in their original universe, they, they have already stopped living. So they came in as, I mean, they're not fucking zombies. They, they came in as their selves when they were alive. So, and, uh, let me address that ignorant comment about them not bringing in the most relevant Spider-Man. They only brought in the only, the only two that were older. I'm like, well, there's only, how do you not see that? <laughs> there, there's only two other live action Spider-Man. That's Andrew Garfield and uh, Tobey Maguire. There, there is no other. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I, what the fuck are you even talking about? I mean, you got me at a loss of words here. Um, yeah, sorry for the long, awkward, awkward science, but I'm literally struggling to, to wrap my head around the ignorance behind this review. Um, I'm not, I don't agree that this is a perfect movie. It has plenty of flaws and I think there's definitely a lot of things that could be fixed. There's some CGI that could have been done a little better. Um, plot wise, it's good. I mean, it's not amazing. It's not like in the top five, you know, MCU movies, but, uh, you know, but it, it ranks pretty high up there. Um, I could easily say top 10. Um, but yeah, I mean, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were the only other, uh, American live action, uh, Spider-Man characters. So, I mean, yes, we would love to see a Miles Morales join, uh, the team at some point, but there's no live action version of that character yet. So that's why we haven't gotten them. Um, and hopefully that's next. Hopefully that's not too far uh, down the line for, um, you know, for the movies we've got, uh, it, you know, on their way in the coming years. Um, but wow, wow, I'm just baffled by uh, the stupidity in this review. All three Spider-Men has their Aunt Marie's, Uncle's Ben's, MJ's. What logic? Well, yeah, no shit, you hairy butthole. Yeah, they all have their Aunt Mays. He said Aunt Mary, but their Aunt Mays and their Uncle Ben's. They're all Peter Parkers. Yes, <laughs> they all have the same. Oh, my God. Why is that even a problem for you? I, I don't even understand. They can't have the same aunts and uncles. They're they're basically just alternate versions of themselves. If they all have the same name, Peter Parker, why would their aunts and uncles not have the same names? Oh my God. Oh my God. Shoot me in the face. It's uh, it's perfectly logical. Um, you're just too dumb to realize that. I'm recalling these characters because this movie has shown us that the previous Spider-Man movies aren't the same. Well, uh, yeah, they're different. I mean, why would you go to pay, why would you pay to see the same movie over and over and over again? I mean, there's been how many Spider-Man movies? If they were all the same, same story, same villains every single time, why would you pay to see the same thing redone over and over? At some point you get burnt out and you say, fuck it. 
you don't go see him anymore. Um, so yeah, that's the point. Um, I don't think a lot of people realize that Spider-Man does a lot of shit outside of New York too. I mean, this movie takes place in New York, but I mean, he's fought alongside Moon Knight. He's been an Avenger in the comics. He's fought alongside the Fantastic Four. And he has also frequently teamed up with uh, Wolverine and um, and Daredevil, which uh, we saw in the movie. So how cool would that be to eventually see uh, just a movie with Daredevil and Spider-Man? I'd love to see a team up like that. I'd love to see a, a Deadpool. And oh, actually, there's a whole uh, series where it's just Deadpool and Spider-Man. Um, I mean, why why are you bashing this? Like, how cool... like. This is a fucking great time to be a nerd. Like, let's enjoy it while we have it. Um, because it means we now potentially get to see all of this on the big screen. So, uh, I don't see this as problematic. I see this as something to celebrate. It's, I think it's very exciting. Um, and I would love to see Spider-Man team up with even half of the people that I just... Or teams or whatever that I just mentioned... Um, that would just be amazing and uh, spectacular. They are different. If they are different, so why their character names are same? The 2021 Spider-Man tries to show his human characteristic to the viewers. He even clashes with one of his co-superheroes, one of his fellow friends, as they both are the staff of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So how does he become great if he clashes with another superhero who holds the same responsibility to the human as he does? Well... Guy, uh, I think you answered your own question. Um, that is the human characteristic. Um, that is the flaw. Yes, people, real humans, argue, even if they're on the same team. Uh, friends, family members, uh, co-workers, they fucking argue. <laughs> um, they, uh, Peter Parker's a kid. He's immature and uh, doesn't know how to do everything. He's probably in many ways not as... Well, yeah, duh. Um, not as smart as Doctor Strange, and makes a mistake and uh, messes up the spell. Um, I don't. It's not really Doctor Strange's fault. Um, it's just, you know, how many times, uh, you know, if you're a parent and you've been on a phone call and you can't think straight, uh, or or say what you intend to say on the phone because you have your, you know, four-year-old or whatever in the background um, yelling at you or, you know, um, trying desperately to get your attention. And, uh, I mean, it's kind of the same thing, right? Like, Doctor Strange is, you know, he's on the phone with a spell and uh, Peter Parker is the little toddler in the background you know, screaming, trying to get their parents' attention. That's a shitty analogy. I don't know. That's just what I came up with on the spot. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's not like it's not like it was this. Yeah, I mean, they fought uh, because of they 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 had a disagreement. Um, you know, but that's common. Read a fucking comic book. Like, if you don't get these movies, read the source material first. Uh, there's been plenty of good guys that fight against each other it, it's normal right like we've all had a fight with a, a sibling um 
or a, or a best friend or a spouse, people we love. Um, it's not that out of the ordinary, my guy. I never knew that Spider-Man is also a scientist. He can invent chemicals that destroy the villainous powers of the villains, which they used at the last moment of the movie in a syringe pushing into the necks of the villains. I have seen the villains wait until the conversation ends in some scenes. One villain with one Spider-Man. When the 2021 Spider-Man fights with the Green Goblin, the other two Spider-Men were enjoying the fight. Okay, that's fair. I'll I'll allow that one. I think that that was a little bit of a flaw where they, uh, you know, Spider-Man was, you know, kicking his ass and uh, the other, well, he was... Well, maybe that's why they were standing there, because he was doing well in the fight. It's not... I mean, yeah, he was... You know, he got hurt here and there, but uh, but he was he was holding up his own pretty well. Um, and then they stepped in when needed, but yeah, I, I mean, I still... Nonetheless, I still... I agree. They could have... Um, they could have they helped a little more than they did at the end there, but then again, we wouldn't have got gotten that one-on-one fight with them so I mean it would have just been all three of them against Green Goblin and Green Goblin would have been taken down in like a third of the time probably so um logically if you you know since you're all about fucking logic here whatever get over get just uh bleh get on with this fucking review I don't know why the Statue of Liberty had a renovation in this movie as if, it would be helpful to ride it and to fight with the villains for Spider-Man. Like this, the writer adds his desired modification in many logic to fit his script. Well, now we know you didn't see Endgame. Um, so, I, I think using this as a negative point in the movie, it's so irrelevant to the plot. It, like th- this is what you have problems with. You're complaining about the story. Well, it, this isn't real life. So if something is different, like there's a stark tower in the background of New York City, um, it, it's because these things are in these fictional cities. These are objects that are sometimes replace or stand in for real objects. Um, but yes, there's a, a real statue of Liberty in this fictional place, but you know, it's New York city. It's just kind of like a fictional version of New York city. Um, so it stands to reason that other shit in this made up story can affect these things, even though they're based on real objects that are tied into these made up fucking stories <laughs> I mean duh um, like do you not know that Captain America exists in the same world as I mean even if you didn't see any of the other Avengers or any anything with Captain America like you know that they live in the same world so if anything it should be like oh cool that's a, a nice little nod to Captain America um, come on like, what is this guy's problem? The all Spider-Man versus the all Spider-Man villains. Nothing new here. Except the 2021 Spider-Man villains. I was expecting a new one though. So when I found him not, I was frustrated. 
If Doctor Strange has the power to bring back the dead villains, why 2021 Spider-Man didn't request him to bring back his dead end? Or undo her death incident? Maybe I didn't understand this movie. Maybe this movie has a broad story and message which flew away over my head. No shit, that's fair. Uh, yeah, it obviously flew way over your head and we had an idea, I'd say maybe a couple sentences into your review that you had no fucking idea what you're talking about. Um, so the spell wasn't undoing, uh, the past, the spell. I, and I, obviously you missed this. The spell was to make people forget something like after a night of drinking, which strange, um, that's a little irresponsible. Yes. But, um, supposedly strange had cast a very similar spell or the same spell uh on numerous occasions um so it's not like the spell was difficult or there was a problem with the the problem was peter parker being the child that he is kept interrupting dr strange during the spell and it altered the spell um so yeah i mean that's the Again, kind of parallel to what I was saying before, but uh, I, I just I, I'm still like I'm speechless, like I'm stuttering and I'm struggling to like find the words to refute and argue like against because I I just can't fathom like how you you just you missed so much like how do you have this severe lack of understanding of what happened in this movie it just blows my fucking mind overall for entertainment reasons it is okay but in fact this movie is very overrated rating six means fair seven means good eight means great this movie is rated eight plus which means it is great but it is not in terms of rating it is fair but i hated it the whole movie doesn't make any sense it's fair, you say. Oh, it's fair. You know what's not fair? Is you giving a movie that you literally just said was okay, a one-star review. Um, You just said fair, which I would say is synonymous with okay. Um, that's... Then you should have given it like a six. I'm sorry, I keep tapping my pencil. I need to stop. That's a, I'm, I'm not a very good podcaster. I'm over here tapping a pencil into the microphone <laughs> but um like come on man if if you say six is equivalent to okay or fair then give it a six maybe a five if you're kind of leaning towards the lower end of of that uh of that spectrum but um you gave it a one instead of a five so that i mean it kind of makes you little bit of an asshole especially when you just don't understand anything about what's what's happening here i think this person's like 80 years old and is just like has dementia like i don't because i don't understand otherwise the story is very silly this superhero movie doesn't deal with those super villains who are a threat to humanity rather it deals with the overacting of the newest spider-man who invites the clash between him and the villains denying his fellow doctor strange those villains had already faced their consequences, so how does he want to reform them? <laughs> how does he want to reform them? Uh, like 16th century Christians? 
<laughs> I don't fucking know. Um, I, I, uh, I just think he wants to change them because he's a decent fucking guy. Better than 16th century Christians. Very try to glorify this Spider-Man more than the previous ones. What a silliness. Illogicness has its limit. Just I need all Spider-Man and all his villains in one movie. I need to make a script of my imagination and the people will watch it clapping. Wow wow. Wubsy, 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 wow wow. Wubsy lives in a tree, likes to play, play, play. He's got a bendy tail and he likes it that way. Wow wow, wubsy, 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 wow wow. Huh. Well, bet you didn't know there was going to be a musical number in this podcast. Um, But yeah, so that was probably the most difficult review to get through, or at least in this episode anyways. Um, It's just insane to me how, how, how misunderstood um, this movie was by that reviewer. Um, I guess he missed all of the dialogue around Peter Parker just trying to be a good guy and wanting to help change their fate for the better because he didn't want them to die. He wanted, I mean, that's kind of like a true superhero, right? Like you don't kill, you just, you know, you're all about second chances for people, I guess. And um, that's just uh, how it goes. Um, Anyways, on to our next review. This one-star review from Bar Fighter is titled, Face Rolling on the Floor Laughing, Face with Tears of Joy, Sleepy Face, Thumbs Down, Thumbs Down, Thumbs Down. Oh, that is hilarious. I did not know <laughs> that the title of this review was going to be a description of emojis. <laughs> that's, that's fucking epic. Well, this Spider-Man gets whinier with every film, and by the end of the film instead of learning his lesson of responsibility, he just gets what he wants like the spoiled little brat he is. Now, just you wait a minute. You think Peter Parker got exactly what he wanted in the end? How so? He lost everything. He had his friends had no clue who he was. He had no more family. Um, none of the, the heroes that he fought alongside, not even Dr. Strange, remember who he is. He lost everything. How is that getting what you want as a spoiled brat? That was him being the, uh, the adult. That was him. It's the complete opposite. It's him growing the fuck up and being, you know, uh, I guess the best version of him of himself and um, realizing that for everybody else to live a better life and get what they want, I'm going to sacrifice everything. Um, how did you miss that? Did you, I mean, the only way you would have missed that is if you walked out. That's, I mean, that makes no sense. I am so tired of people not knowing what the fuck they're talking about when they do one star reviews but um i'm i'm gonna keep doing this because um for science or something you know because um if i don't analyze these one star reviews who will 
This one-star review, from Moran MWM, is titled, Spider-Man, I Should've Stayed Home. Warning, spoilers. I'm giving this movie a 1 to combat the overhyped people rating it a 10 for no apparent reason. Okay, Moran MWM or whatever the hell your name was. See, this is what is wrong. They're not... They're not giving it good reviews for no apparent reason. They're giving it good reviews because that was their opinion of the movie. You don't get to give a movie a one-star review to combat good reviews. Give it a, a rating based on your actual opinion. So if you thought this movie was okay, give it like a five, maybe a six. If you thought it was good... uh. Give it like a six or seven if you thought it was, I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> um, that's, I'm not getting into that level of specifics. Obviously the one through 10 rating can mean something slightly different to everybody. But I mean, as a general rule, if something is amazing, like among the best, then you're looking at a nine or a 10. If it's falls somewhere in the middle, it's a, a five or a six, maybe a four. And if it's just complete shit, like one of the worst movies you've seen in your life, give it a two. If it's the worst movie you've seen in your life, give it a one. But that's not what you did, is it? The film was writing off nostalgia and the major problem I have with it is Tom Holland's character. I don't mind his acting but the plot is ridiculous. It seems that he always screws something up then tries to fix it which is not a superhero to me. Superheroes aren't supposed to create the threat. Oh well, I would hate to break the bad news to you, but that happens quite frequently. Um, and I mean I've seen it in the decades worth of comic books I've read and, uh, and it's pretty common in movies too. Yes, the heroes oftentimes do create their villains. Uh, sometimes without realizing it. I mean, Iron Man, Tony Stark, uh, changed the direction of his business, pissed off a bunch of shareholders, and, uh, you know, and then, uh, yeah, so, um, let's see, what's another example? Um, okay, Iron Man, um, we already said that. <laughs> um, T'Chaka created, um, sort of unknowingly, a villain for his son, um, I mean, dude, it, it happens. I mean, it's it's happened in other Avengers stories. It's happened in Fantastic Four stories. And yes, it can happen in a Spider-Man story. Um, that's just... Uh, that's how it goes. I mean, he didn't create these villains. They were just... They were manifested through, you know, through the multiverse, basically, because of the spell going wrong. And again, you're another idiot who didn't understand what the spell was. Initially, Spider-Man wanted him to do like a, you know, reverse the, you know, reverse time kind of thing, but he, Dr. Strange didn't have the time stone. So, uh, Strange suggested a spell that he has commonly used uh after like a night of drinking to make people forget things i don't know to maybe avoid embarrassing stories later or something like that um but they they said that in the movie right like i'm not crazy like they 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 made a point to inform us 
the audience that this this had nothing to do with time. This was just a, a spell to make people forget. But the spell got fucked up. Um, not because of Strange. Strange isn't like, you can't come after him and say, well, Strange is a dumbass and how can he be so irresponsible? Well, it's something he's done numerous times and has never messed up. So uh, Peter Parker, being the young, dumb kid that he is, he's the one that messed it up. Okay? He's a freaking kid, all right? So, I don't know. He sounds more mature than you are. Peter and Doctor Strange gamble with the fate of their world just so Peter can get into MIT as if being Spider-Man isn't enough. Poor Petey wants to go to college with his friends. In turn he releases all the villains into his universe. But wait that's not it. Doctor Strange helps him clean up the mess by locking them up and plans to send them back to their universe but Peter feels bad that they are going to die so he tries to cure them. Fortunately he does cure these evil villains from another dimension that he has never met and all it costs him was his only family member, Aunt May. Oh, hush. That is a serious, pivotal moment for Peter Parker. And it's not like there's no context or no source for this having take place. Um, there, there, there was a reason for it. This has happened in the comics. We know Uncle Ben dies. Um... We didn't see that on screen again for the third fucking time. Thank God, um, because we didn't need that. So we didn't lose Uncle Ben. So uh, in place of losing Uncle Ben, we get to see, unfortunately, we get to see uh, Peter Parker in this universe, um, Tom Holland's Spider-Man. We get to see him lose Aunt May. And and again, this has happened in, in the comics. I mean... This is part of what builds him as a character is like the losses um, that he experiences and the things that he has to sacrifice um, because he that's just that's just part of his his story. I mean, why are you hating on that? Like, I'm glad that we didn't have to watch Uncle Ben die a third time, you know, and it was kind of unexpected. Um, to see Aunt May, um, you know, unfortunately go away. But um, but now it's bringing us back to a more, you know, kind of down-to-earth uh, Spider-Man where it's just him in New York City alone. And, I mean, that, that's really fucking depressing if you think about it. Um, but hopefully... You know, maybe we get one or two movies like that where it's just Spider-Man doing his thing and then eventually we get to see him. Maybe by that time, maybe we have a Fantastic Four in the MCU and then we get to see Spider-Man team up with them at some point. Um, we obviously know Daredevil was in this movie, so maybe we get to see that. I'm kind of repeating stuff I said from previous reviews, so I'm just going to leave it there. Um, let's get through this. Good job, Pete. These MCU movies are so weak. I wish Thanos won. <laughs> oh, you wish he won? Well, I have an idea for you. You can uh, just not watch any more MCU movies since you hate them and then just uh, treat Infinity War as if it were the last Marvel movie. And uh, and then you can say Thanos won. Um, so that's the solution to your problem. Just pretend Infinity War is the, is the, uh, the ending to the story and... Don't waste your time uh, 
watching any more of these movies and don't waste our fucking time with your dumbass one star reviews. How about that? Perfect. This one star review from Mavilas27907 is titled Gen Z Movie. Watch at your own risk. This movie is not for Gen X or Millennials. Why it's so highly rated is beyond me. Cell phones and FaceTime is key in this movie. Add bad acting and there is your movie. <laughs> okay. I beg to differ. Um, the theater that I was in was packed. And yes, there were some kids in there. Uh, there were some people... What is Gen Z? I guess that's like late 90s to now. So people under 20. Um, let me tell you, there were lots of people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. Um, I think there are even some grandparents in this theater. I mean, they probably were taking their grandchildren. Um, but there were plenty of 20, 30, 40 something year olds in this, uh, you're watching this movie. Um, and cell phones were a problem. Let me, oh my God. Uh, this movie caters to Gen Zers because it's, because it features FaceTime. Um, Yo, grandma can FaceTime too, bro. Like, um, well, here's an example. I just watched, uh, I just finished Ozark. Um, and holy shit. Um, quite, quite an ending. Um, but half of that show is people on a fucking phone. Um, it's, that's just life now. Like everybody has phones. Do you not have a phone? Cause that's what it sounds like. It sounds like you don't have, you've never had a cell phone. Um, based on the way you're talking about them, they're everywhere. You can't avoid them. It's that's just that's the world we live in now. Let's let's get this review. I think this is the last one um, coming up here. So let's let's get this shit out of the way. This is this is running kind of long. I'm already over an hour. This one star review from Joe Dirt six hundred sixteen is titled "Didn't Have Hero" by Nickelback. The whole Marvel franchise is trash now. They didn't play Hero by Nickelback. They say that a hero can save us. <laughs> that was a shitty attempt to Chad Kroger voice. Uh, Nickelback, really? That is what... You think Nickelback is a good band and that should be featured in every single MCU movie or every Spider-Man movie. I don't even... I I, I can't even. Um, <laughs> God, my voice hurts just from... Trying to that man's raspy ass voice. Somebody get that dude a fucking cough drop. Um, the way he's singing like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you've lost credibility or already. Just a couple lines into this review, um, you got shitty taste in music, my friend. I, I don't, I don't know how else to, uh, you know, tell you. But could you imagine if like every MCU movie going forward had a hero? Like just as soon as the credits started going up, like hero just automatically starts playing. Oh my God. People, uh, people probably walk out. I'm sure. Um, that would be the worst part. Um, that would just be atrocious. I can't even imagine. Um, but let's, Oh, let's just try to get through this review. Let me take a breath. <clears throat> Shit, I probably need a cough drop or at least something to drink after. Um... <laughs> okay, a little sip of water there. Um, but yeah, oh, you know something interesting about Nickelback? 
if um if you play him backwards uh you hear the devil but uh even worse than that if you play him forwards uh then you hear well nickelback that's the only thing i wanted chad kruger should be the next spider-man i hate everything Oh no! Now I know for sure you're a troll. That's is that's all there is to it. You you think Chad Kroger should play Spider Man? Oh my God, that would be awful. Okay, now I think I was wrong. I think I said I thought that was the last review, but there's uh there's another one. Here we go. This one star review from Jimmy Coffin seven five one. 212853 is titled CGI figures becomes more important than the actors warning spoilers this movie is everything i feared about the future of cinema this shallow empty cgi infested crap show the real actors screen time is replaced by computerized stars and i just can't get why oh jimmy coffin you are coughing up some bullshit <laughs> i mean <laughs> there's, there, there's actors um, under there, there's like motion capture suits and all kinds of crazy shit. But yes, there there's an actor. This isn't like a, a cartoon and they're just like voicing over. I mean, there are some parts where it's like voiceover. But uh, but yeah, a lot of the stunts, um, especially we know for a fact um, from Tom Holland. Um, I mean, watch some BTS, man. Watch some. No. <laughs> I don't mean uh, the the Korean band uh, BTS. I mean, watch um, behind the scenes. Um, he does a lot of his own shit. There's a lot of motion capture. There's a lot of, um, yes, there's special effects like overlays and there's green screens and stuff. Uh, but a lot of the stunts are just performed in front of a green screen. Um, so just know what the fuck you're talking about before you write something uh online i guess or at least try to i mean i don't claim to i don't know <laughs> i mean sometimes you know i make mistakes with my wording and uh or, or you know i try to correct myself whenever possible but i mean you're putting this online review out here to have it attached and stick to this movie forever um without you knowing what the fuck you're talking about. There's no realistic impact to any of the action scenes. The so-called superheroes are made immortal and doesn't get hurt. They stand up no matter what hit them, punch them. There's no realism or consequence to anything that's going on. What? You think there's no consequences to their actions or they don't get hurt? I mean, Toby's Spider-Man got stabbed. Um... I mean, the the explosion hurt Tom. I mean, there's just all kinds of stuff hurt. I, like, I'm not. Um, God, I I mean, there's too many times to even go to list all of them. Um, yeah, they get they get hurt. I mean, there's. I mean, at one point, I'm pretty sure you see blood on Tom Holland. I mean, he gets he gets hit, and and um, like I said, the the explosion, you know, kind of fucked him up for a minute. If I remember correctly, I'm trying to like replay the scene in my head, but, um, it kills Aunt May. Um, and she doesn't have 
you know she can't heal as you know like spider-man can you know he doesn't have like like a wolverine level of healing but um but he can withstand um you know some some beating and and uh can take some abuse and and recover quicker than a normal person uh but i mean yeah she dies so what the fuck are you talking about there's no real life consequences he lost his aunt dude do uh do I need to say it again? Aunt May dies. Aunt May fucking dies. Spider-Man just like the last two movies or a visual display of horrific computerized images. That's all it ever will be and shows that Earth is popularized with nerd reviewers that can't tell the difference between good movies and bad movies. Who cares anymore if a movie looks more like video games? Nobody supposedly, zero out of ten, worst muck I ever seen. Not a single scene made me go wow this was exciting. I mean, damn, none of it was exciting. Like, that's, sorry, you're broken. I mean, I think you said this is the worst muck you've ever seen. If this is one of the worst movies you've ever seen, I cannot imagine how much of a movie snob you are. Like, like you only watch the, uh, the like, the top 25 rated movies on it. IMDB or something. I was going to say MTV. <laughs> that's that's not right. Um on IMDB. Um like that's like what kind of fucking movie snob are you? Jesus Christ. I mean this it's not it has again, it has its flaws. I I'm not going to go into like my review. This isn't about my review. This is about your one-star reviews. Um you know, I uh, I don't go into uh, too much detail. Well, I don't know. Maybe I do. Um, I mean, this this uh, particular episode is extremely long. Um, it's at about a minute. A minute? No, it's well, it's definitely well past a fucking minute. Uh, like uh, an hour and thirteen minutes. Um, and uh, that's not typical. I, I plan on definitely trying to keep my episodes under an hour. Um, I guess I just had a lot of shit to, uh, to talk about today. Um, and I probably won't, uh, maybe do that quite as, quite as often. I'll keep it to the point or as much as possible and see, I'm rambling now, so I'll try to wrap it up. But, uh, but yeah, I I love Spider-Man. I'm a big Spider-Man fan. I have a, uh, uh, Stanley tattoo on my arm where he's like ripping his shirt open and he's got like the Spider-Man costume underneath, uh, the shirt. Um, so <laughs> I know that sounds ridiculous. Um, and it is. And, um, and I love it. I don't care. Uh, it's my tattoo. So I don't give a fuck what anybody else thinks about it, but, um, I mean, that's, that's pretty much, uh, it for the show. Like I said, this is about your one star reviews. Um, I also, I guess in summary here, uh, this was meant to come out on the 20th anniversary, uh, of the first Spider-Man. Um, obviously that didn't happen, but today is the 10th anniversary of the Avengers and our, uh, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man at one point was a part of the Avengers, so I guess it's still somewhat fitting. <laughs> um, 
I, I did drop the ball. I would have loved to have had this release on uh, on the 20th anniversary of Spider-Man because um, that would have been pretty cool. But, oh well, here we are. <laughs> um, instead, we're celebrating the uh, 10th anniversary of Avengers. Um, I think I said earlier in the episode, this is a great time to uh, to geek out and just, you know, just to be a nerd, you know, and have all of this cool shit that we uh, we grew up with, you know, we get to see uh, on the big screen. All of our favorite, you know, comic book heroes are are coming to life now. So uh, it's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting stuff. Uh, and I'm saying um too much, so that's how I definitely know I need to wrap this up. But anyways, yeah, it's uh, it's been fun today. Uh, Doctor Strange comes out uh this week well actually comes out today too which yeah crazy i didn't even think about that yeah it's the uh um in select areas of course you know you get to see dr strange on thursday uh i think most theaters it'll hit friday um but yeah that's so that's pretty exciting dr strange coming out in the same day as the uh avengers uh movie 10 year anniversary um i know i personally am gonna rewatch some of WandaVision uh before going to see Doctor Strange um tomorrow which is Friday it's Thursday May 5th <laughs> I know obviously you won't know that by the time you hear the episode but now that I said it then I guess you you know it <laughs> but uh but yeah so this but this episode will um will drop uh in just a few minutes after making a few little minor edits and uh and i'll have it on its way and um yeah we'll uh, have to talk about it if you want to follow me on instagram at bollockbuster uh or my personal um i am chase face so uh either one or both preferably both but yeah um please do follow and support uh the show the more followers i can get this you know uh that would be great so uh just kind of starting out like i said i've i think maybe i don't know if i said it this podcast uh yeah I, I guess i said it at the beginning of the podcast but um but yeah i mean i've been doing it a couple years but i'm kind of branching out on my own now um so i'm just kind of starting out it's new and it's exciting and uh definitely hope you'll uh you'll join me on on this journey and uh keep listening so um for the few of you that that are listening already i greatly appreciate it and uh hope to have you back uh in the next one all right later <laughs>